Coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, we are talking with Chad Hymas. Now, Chad has been dealt a tough hand in life. We're going to hear how he has not just survived, but thrived. We'll be learning life lessons on the Matt Townsend Show right after the news. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. An Algerian government spokesperson confirmed today that at least 13 of the 41 hostages taken by Islamist militants at a gas plant yesterday were killed during a military attempt to free them. The U.S. State Department confirmed at least seven of the hostages are American citizens. Over 100 more activists, including women and children, were killed today by regime-friendly forces in an impoverished section of the Syrian city Homs, according to a monitoring group. Here in the U.S., the gun control debate continues to gain more support on both sides. Today, Defense Secretary Leon Panetta told a group of soldiers that average citizens have no need for assault-type weapons, also commenting that it is unfortunate that previous bans expired. Vice President Joe Biden has also been talking up the president's new gun control push at a mayor's conference today, emphasizing the four key principles behind the 23 new executive orders announced yesterday. The city of Aurora, Colorado, asked a judge to lift the gag order on the shooting rampage case, which took place in the city last summer. City officials want emergency workers who were at the scene to be able to share their reactions to the tragedy. A new report is calling the food stamp program into question, warning that as it stands now, the 47 million people who rely on the benefit are not being provided with the means for a healthy diet. The FAA has decided to ground all Boeing 787 Dreamliner aircraft in the U.S. until the company can demonstrate that a potential battery problem that caused a Japanese-owned craft to catch fire has been corrected. The Olympic Committee announced a decision to strip Lance Armstrong of his bronze cycling medal from the 2000 Games in Athens, Greece today. Armstrong told the Associated Press he left it all on the table during his interview with Oprah Winifrey, which airs tonight. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. We're doing what we can on this program to give you and your loved ones a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. And today we've got a real, a real excellent teacher on board. Not like we don't have that every day, but today we're really going to bust it out of the park because... We have a guest named Chad Hymas coming in who is involved in a tragic accident um, and is a quadriplegic. And he is going to teach us, but by the way, probably he's on the speaking circuit. He's one of the best known speakers out there. And he's going to teach us how to take a tragedy and, uh, and make a life out of it. Not just any kind of life, an incredible life, teaching us how to thrive in life. Uh, Chad Hymas will be joining us later today. I mean, we've all, if you think about it, day by day, we're all risking, you know, something really bad happening to any one of us or our kids or our family. Do you feel like if something went down like that, you'd be ready to to turn those lemons into lemonade? Do you think you could actually take your life to the next level or would it just, you know, be easier to uh, to give up? 
One reason I want to bring uh, speakers and, and uh, experts like Chad in is because uh, that's our goal. Our goal is to give you the tools to be able to to make your life better, whatever the conditions are. And so I look forward to talking to him a little bit later in the show. But, of course, before we go too far, I've got my gang of thugs around me and Skyboy. And oh, come we, on. Out. Can I be a thug? Nope, you're not a thug. You have not yet reached thuggery. What am I? You are a... You're a sidekick to Lame. a superhero. Lame. No. <laughs> I'm not a superhero. Yeah, I'm not. It's, no. But you, Skyboy, remember you still wear, you're wearing your little sidekick tights and your little outfit. That says One day Superboy. I'll get there, though. Someday. Someday I'll be Someday Skyman. we will give you a cape. Okay, I really And when you get that. your cape, you know you've made it. Awesome. Then you'll look like Bryce, who wears his cape everywhere he goes. Everywhere. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you. Some people. I caught him the other day. <laughs> caught in a security door. His cape was stuck in the door, and he couldn't get out. It's it's you know it's pesky. All right, it gets a, in the way it's of hard things. To wear a cape. You know what I've noticed? It's hard to wear a cape without people laughing at you. It's, <laughs> capes are not for everyone. Right? They're not for the faint of heart. No, if you think about it, they're just for like I don't know Dracula or superheroes. I don't think they're very practical. Like in the Incredibles, they talk about how. Have you seen the Incredibles? Yeah, yeah. How, like they can get caught in things. And well, they have one guy flying who gets sucked into sucked a. Into the, uh, now you the know jet, the Incredibles the jet are real. Why do you say that? How do you know? If you say unicorns are real, I think the unicorns for sure are real. They the found them in North Korea. Sheesh. Okay, whatever. I'm going to show you a picture on the interweb, and I'll find the Incredibles. And the, okay, <laughs> you'll find a bunch of kids wearing incredible outfits. Now I'll find the Incredibles. Okay, well, I bet you Buxy's on a unicorn. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Don't mess with me. I've, I'm old enough to know that unicorns are real. That's pretty old. Because weren't they like on Noah's Ark? Okay. You know, like, remember how... <laughs> Somebody um, hold Jong- me back. <laughs> I'm going over the board right now. <laughs> well, uh, you know how they found that unicorn. The lair. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. So, mm-hmm. It's real. It was on the interweb, and it was from North Korea. And North Korea doesn't lie. Never. Actually, my roommate for Christmas got this can that says unicorn meat. <laughs> and like on inside, it's got like a, a dismembered like stuffed unicorn. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's not funny. That's it's it's funny. Man. I that was a risky can open. Like I <laughs> <Yeah>. don't know <laughs> unicorns. <laughs> you guys, that makes me mad. Okay. Um, Let's go to the headlines. Anybody uh, want to talk about headlines? Oh, hold on. Skyboy's got uh, That's a little our, something it's for our theme us. song. Real news that affects real people. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Human headlines. Human headlines. Okay. Tybo. Well, what you since, got we're, for us? since we're talking about North Korea, I guess I'll just bring my story up because mine comes from North Korea. <gasps> is it about unicorns? No, unfortunately uh, not. Okay. But How it about should be. Pop tarts, flying cat tarts. Cat no, no cat tarts either. Okay. Um, Boring. What but, you got? So uh, I saw this list today, and it was of the top 10 things that are most sought after and hardest to find in North Korea. And I've narrowed them down to my top five. Okay. These are, are the funny. things that are sought after in North Korea but are hard to find. Exactly. Unicorns, Unicorns is number six. Is it really? Okay. No, yeah, it's not. Good. But it should be. It, was, it is. Okay, so uh, first one here we have fake mobile phones. Like a fake cell phone. So like knockoffs or just like looks like a phone is actually nothing? Is actually nothing. Right. Oh, they're posers. Oh, right. boy. So they want to look like they're talking on the phone, but they don't actually have a phone. That is like Skyboy. 
right? With these headphones? <laughs> he looks like he's listening to the show with his headphones, but he's really not. I just have music in here. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's plugged into plugged nothing. Into the, it's, it's plugged into, into nothing. iPod. So, they, okay, they want, that's weird. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess you could Korean want thing. rice or food. But no, you want a fake cell phone. Apparently that's easy to find. I don't know, but we'll, we won't go there. But, yeah. you know, I see what they like. why they would want it because that would be like a status symbol. Yeah. You know, like, ooh, you can have a phone. And so they're since they can't afford a phone because it's North Korea. My first phone. thought is when I'm walking down the street or like on campus and I see somebody that I know but I don't want to talk to, oh, I'll pull out it. my phone pull and pretend phone. to pretend Maybe to talk to Maybe everyone in North Korea doesn't want to talk to each exactly. other. So they're all pretending – you know what, by the way, we all have enough old phones sitting around our house. We ought to just throw them to North Korea. They'll take them. Okay. Charity. That's a new charity. Write that down. There guys. it is. Okay. All right. The next thing I have on the list are skinny jeans. Oh. Okay, Nothing what's worse your... than someone wearing skinny jeans. Right. It shouldn't be. Skinny jeans, I don't get. But I guess okay. they're hot in North they Korea. They want skinny jeans in North Korea. Great. So send them there. I'm all I'll right with give that. Give them mine. Well, I mean... Because uh, before, it was encouraged for women to only wear dresses and skirts. And so it makes sense that um, with the new leader, he was like, no, you guys can wear no, trousers bring and on stuff the skinny too. Jeans. But then it was like, oh, skinny jeans are kind of scandalous. But then women are like, hey, we can wear pants. We're going to look good and be yeah. fashionable. So. And then they saw Gangnam Style. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Gangnam? Gangnam. Gangnam Style. And then boom, skinny jeans. Cool. What else you got, Tybo? Uh, next one. Heated vests, which I want one of those. May I just say? Yeah, I mean it's like you those, know those classic yeah. or classy, like shiny vests that you wear that are kind of popular. They inserted heating elements onto the inside. Okay, so like if you get in a car accident in the middle of I don't know Nebraska, and you go to your emergency kit and you pull out that shiny blanket, is that what you're talking? And then with a heating element on no, top. No, no, a that. vest. Yeah, but it's a yeah, but that's just a blanket. The same material, right? Like shiny. Have you ever seen the emergency blankets? Oh yeah, but the see the blankets don't have like padding in them. Okay, so you need a little you know, padage. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Great. Wow. I mean, that, those of would be convenient. Things, those are the top. I mean, right now, so like it was two degrees. It was negative two a couple days ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In fact, I saw you sporting a really puffy, uh, um, um, hairy fur coat, fur thing. <laughs> just yesterday so With apparently i was riding a bear on the way to work <laughs> yeah that was weird okay anyway maybe it, maybe it wasn't you well i mean like when i wake up in the mornings it's like negative 10 degrees and i'm like hmm don't want to wake up right now want to go back you to, go bed. Back to bed. wear you my just bear want to turn up your vest <laughs> now let's go to the opposite side of the spectrum so these are again this is everything in north korea that they want but they can't have these are the hot they don't items. have they're not available these are the hot items well i mean they're available kind of but you have to get yeah. them off the shelf right right okay so opposite side from heating vests to a portable sauna like a steam green steam greenhouse wow. so think of like a blow-up pool that you get for your kids right yeah. inflatable yeah. pool but it's like a box that you stick your head out of, and yeah, then Those, it plugs into like yeah, a they're, steaming. They're from the fifties. <laughs> they, oh yeah, they were huge oh. in the fifties. Yeah, so, so that's where they come from. Yeah, you didn't know that. I had no idea. It's to help you lose weight. Oh, even though to fit in your jeans. Hello, to oh, fit in your skinny I bet that's jeans. how you get in your skinny. And jeans. then the skinny jeans don't insulate very well because you lost all that weight, uh-huh. and they're just jeans. Yeah, so heated vests. You need the vest so that you can walk around outside and talk on your fake cell phone. 
See, a lot of people this wouldn't think through it as much as we do. No, I, I've learned something today. It's all coming this together. Is good. you got to have one more. I have one more. Okay, this is going to be good. This is Kim Jong-un's hairstyle. Oh. I don't oh. know how that's hard to get. Maybe it's just really hard to Isn't like, fashion. Isn't that the JB but... big boy, big bob haircut? I thought it was just... Isn't his hair just he just oh, shave no, he the shaves sides? It, yeah, yeah shave the sides. Shave the sides. That's not yeah. hard to do. No. Well, maybe it is. I don't see you with it. I don't, but that's because I don't like bad haircuts. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Ooh. There oh, you go. I said it. Them is fighting Take that, words. North Korea. I can't hear you over uh, the sound of my Bryce freedom, though. Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I didn't hear that. You I don't want to hear it. Let's just keep moving. I don't know what it was. But everyone moved away from the microphones. <laughs> Whenever everybody moves away from the microphone, it's time to change the subject. Who else has got a story today? Oh, don't let Bryce talk. Just shut him up. I have a story. Bryce, next, do you have a story? I have next a story. story. What's your story, Kay. Bryce? So a guy reportedly outsourced his own job to China. Really? Yes. This guy lived the dream. What was his dream? Okay. So he got a job. He was working some IT job, right? Was it's, he making vests? No. Okay. No. He was... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He was a software developer. Okay. Okay. So what he did was he didn't want to work. I get that. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he he posted oh, no. um, a job offer, and it was his job. And so this Chinese company was... Uh, <laughs> they They took his... The the job offer gave he gave them a fifth of his own salary, just a fifth uh, yeah. of his salary. He gave them all the stuff to do his job, told him what to do for his job. See, and then here's what Boom. he here's what he did in a day. He said, um, while those guys worked from nine to five, they call him Bob. They don't name him. Bob surfed the web. At nine o'clock, he'd roll in, and uh, he'd watch cat videos from nine to eleven thirty. At eleven thirty, he would grab lunch. Um, after lunch, which they don't specify when it ended, he'd be on eBay for about an hour. Wow. He's got to be tired. Right? <laughs> Hard day. <laughs> and then after being on eBay for an hour, he'd go on to Facebook and then at about 4.30, he'd go to his email and then he would wow. finish and then he would go home. You know what? That's really smart. It is. Until someone caught him. Well, that you were doing this yesterday. Always. And a guy showed up named Bob. Oh. And we're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm just working for Bryce today while he's skiing. I, I'm, I'm off doing my thing. Get to work. Off skiing. But was it Bob or was it Gus? I don't remember. It was Gus. Gus. If it's Gus, namely me, I will take credit for it. No, you're I will not work for somebody else. You're Jasper. That's Gus. But so 20%, that's not bad. That's, that's a smart dude. But then he got caught. But then he got caught, so now he doesn't have a job. But I think they made the wrong decision firing him. Um, that was brilliant. Give this man a promotion, yeah. right? Or He's a thinker. You could. He probably just saved the company a lot of money because he just showed the company how they could get five times more value out of one employee. Exactly. You, you see, could go hire five for Matt's that one. Matt's getting it. Mm-hmm. Matt is it's getting it. It's because I'm a manager. <laughs> Good story. See, human ingenuity. you got to love it. Who else has got some headlines for us? Jessica right. Black. I'm here to inspire. After, Let's hear it. If you do want to work. <laughs> yeah, for those that want to be employed. <laughs> and like Mr. Chinaman. Anyways. What you got there? All right. So this is about the time of year. It's been two weeks. People are getting sick of their New Year's resolutions. So. Yes. You're not alone, though. I Don't worry. It. You're 
with about 88% other Americans. 88% of Americans <laughs> are fail. done and have already failed on their New Year's resolution. They're in the process, I'm sure. Sheesh. <laughs> 88% fail overall. So my inspiration, though, is that really it's harder than you think to keep them because your brain... It's hard. They did a study at Stanford. I'm not going to go into the details, but basically they say your brain is like a muscle, and if you start off too... You know, trying Strong. to lift 600 yeah, pounds, you're yeah. not going to be able to do it. Right. So That's why I, my goals are very, very small. Yeah. What are they? What are your goals? Don't you um, go on like three-day diets? No. That <laughs> is way too long. <laughs> my goal is just to get to work. <laughs> you you did it. Look mm-hmm. at you. Good job, man. Congratulations, yeah. Matt. My job, my goal isn't even to have a great show. It's just to get here. So getting here makes me really successful. Do you if want I have a good on? show, it's all the better. That's right. See how good that is? That's a, that's kind of a scary statistic. 88% so yeah. far 156 have million Americans. What are we into this? We're into the yeah. year 17 days. Yeah. Hmm. So, but if you want some, you know, tips yeah. for how can... Do you have some tips? How can you beat the odds? They Smaller say, goals. Yeah. Pick one. Yeah, that's all I did. <laughs> Get to you work. made it to work. I made it to and, work. And uh, <laughs> take baby steps mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. Hold yourself account- accountable. Yeah. They say Ooh. write it down. I don't like that. So you can look at it and be like, oh, that's, I didn't do that. Or that's I what depresses it. me. Because <laughs> then I, when I don't do it, then I remember I was supposed to do it, and then I feel bad. So don't I found it's up. better to just not do that. You made it to work. You're doing good. And Any then, other tips? Yeah. One more. Um your rewards increase your chances of success. So totally. give yourself some yep. encouragement. One mile, one Twinkie. <laughs> That's how I run. One mile, one Twinkie. Two miles, two Twinkies. It's worth running. Do you ever get the Twinkie? Every night. Every night. Even if I don't run, I get one. <laughs> That's what's the greatest thing about it is I don't even have to run to get them. But I do like to incentivize myself when I do. Okay. Good goal, Matt. You don't. You think you get a body like this by not eating <laughs> Twinkies and running? Do you put like the stick like on your back with the Twinkie no, hanging no, no, from no, a no, string no, in front no, of you? No, so I, like, chasing I actually, I just run with it in my hand, <laughs> and I don't eating even it. have the wrapper on it because I want it ready. Sometimes it's all you need, you know, you need sometimes it's like a carb load right when you're before you're running. You need to load up on some carbs, mm. right there, and the old kisser. Way to go! <laughs> See, a lot of people don't think of uh, it like that, but you know what? That's why I'm here. We're here to change lives. Good job. Sorry for hitting the table. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we are going to be setting up the topic of um, trials in life, dealing with the difficult things, the hard stuff that hits us. We're also going to be getting to our guest uh, and have Chad Hymas is going to join us on the phone. Chad, uh, he's just got a great story, and I think it's a story that will lift you and give you ideas on how to lift your own life. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Future bridges, airplanes, and even spaceships may be made out of super strong, fiber-reinforced foam. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. A company based in Dayton, Ohio, called WebCore Technologies, has developed a lightweight, high-strength structural material that can be used in everything from wind turbine blades and truck bodies to rail car decks and even temporary runways. 
The technology is a fiber-reinforced foam core called Tycor. The foam is covered with fabric skins and stitched with reinforcing fibers, then filled with resin to make a super strong yet lightweight composite material. The U.S. Navy tested a composite Tycor door and found it to be stronger and half as heavy as some existing watertight doors. The cutting-edge composite material is being used in aircraft parts, bridges, and military shelters, and it could even be applied to spacecraft parts. The company is even exploring the possibility of replacing traditional manhole covers with fiber-reinforced covers that could better handle heavy vehicles. The technology was originally tested by NASA's Ballistic Impact Facility at Glenn Research Center. NASA was looking for a super-strong foam core material to encase aircraft engines and help prevent catastrophic aircraft damage in case of an engine failure. The fiber foam core material might be lightweight, but it acts like a heavyweight. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Make sure you follow BYU Radio on Twitter for live updates on sports, radio programs, and more. Then tweet us what your thoughts are as you listen to our programs. And don't forget to include us in your live tweeting of any BYU sporting events. Follow us at BYU Radio on Twitter. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about taking your life from tragedy to, uh, to thriving and to something exciting. Our goal of this program today and always is to uh, to let you take a, a little better look at uh, the good stuff in life. Not everything in life is horrible as we go head-to-head with a lot of news channels on Sirius XM. What we found is a lot of times all we ever hear is the bad stuff. But today we're going to show you how somebody can take the bad stuff and turn it into something pretty amazing. Now, uh, Rob here has been doing some research for us. Apparently there are people out there that have very bad luck and then they want to talk about it. Isn't that all of us? Yeah, but point? I wouldn't want it to. See, when I have bad luck, I just I just park my car on the side of the road and take a nap. Well, that works. And I don't tell anybody. <laughs> and then I come to work a little bit late. But we all have, we all have at least like that, today. <laughs> yeah, that one day a week where you... It's just bad. Yeah, you just got it's just not a bad day. Right. So let's tweet it. Yeah. And so in the context of that, sometimes if you put pen to paper or text to Twitter... Fingers and actually to keyboards. write out what is upsetting you and what's ruining your day, it really gives it a good size, a metric we can kind of look at and go, okay, you know, that's really not that big of a deal after all, you know? Yeah. It seems weird. So here's what I found this morning. Um, a lot from students who have the time to tweet. Tweeters, we call them. I took 15 credit hours last semester, and all my classes are only transferring to the new school at half a credit hour for one credit. So now I only have four credits. Hmm. Well, for one, I think it's a math error there, but two. Well, <laughs> no, because the, the math credits didn't transfer. If the math so that's why it shrunk trans- so far yeah. down. They Interestingly, if he, if he had taken 12 hours, he'd only probably have, according to his math, Two credit hours transferring over. Well, and it just—not that big. It's not, it's not the end of the world. That's no. not. Uh, it could be worse. You could have lost a finger. Yeah, I'd well, be more upset if I lost a finger. Wouldn't well, yeah. you be? How awful? would you play guitar? Uh, you can. Yeah. 
It would be awful if you had to tweet that uh, only half your fingers transferred. <laughs> you know? Here's another tweet. When the kid who sits in front of you in class has a large, abnormally large amount of dandruff falling on your desk. <sighs> you just fix it by just... <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. You still have all your fingers. You still have your health. Yeah. That's just gross. <laughs> it's gross, but it's not it's not no. it's uh, you it, could it, be to qualify as oh, yeah. worst day ever. Look at the bright side. It's not that bad. It could be your dandruff. It could be your dandruff. And you can That's still true. blow it. I mean you still have lung capacity. But if you sit behind him too long, you might aspirate all that stuff. <laughs> well it's like people who whine, Oh, I hate going to the mall because it's full of a bunch of ugly people. It's like, well, they're going to the mall and, you know, being, being the ugly me guy. being one of those ugly people walking around, you know. <sighs> That's what they're complaining about. I mean, there's people dying in this world. Four days into European tour and zipper on my suitcase is already breaking. <laughs> That's why you have a European tour. I'd love, I, I would gladly go to Europe with a broken suitcase. I <laughs> That's haven't what ever seen this for. I haven't gotten past Indiana yet, you know. <laughs> Got to keep heading east. <laughs> Yeah, these are kind of those problems of the first world country, right? First world order. Hmm. Everybody in the cafeteria saw me drop my whole salad on the floor. Worst day ever. <laughs> you have a salad? You can sounds wash like, a salad off. Sounds like a girl in high school. It does. And, these and, are uh, high school kids. High school. I, I, yeah. And the truth is you look kind of this you know, worst day ever on Twitter, you find it tends to be problems with people you know, 20-something and younger. You don't see a lot of yeah. uh, 65-year-olds, well, my business went under after 30 years, and I had to fire all my employees and liquidate all my assets. Worst day ever. Yeah. You don't see that on Twitter. Even and though I that dropped would... my salad <laughs> in the middle of the cafeteria. Ping pong ball rolled out of my bag and rolled all the way across the library. Worst oh, day ever. Oh, man. <laughs> Ate an ent- so now you start to get a little more serious. Ate an entire jar of peanuts. Doctor calls, tells me I'm allergic to peanuts. Worst day ever. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. That one starts to get a little more serious. And uh, probably my favorite of the entire list, just backed into my friend's mom's house. Worst day ever. Uh, oh, man. Um, worst day ever. Well, how about this? Worst day ever. Let's say... You're a young man, I don't know, 20-something or so. You're out working in a field, and tragedy strikes, and you're you're moving some hay bales or something, and one of the hay bales falls back on your tractor, falls on top of you, breaks your neck, oh. you're a quadriplegic. That's a bad day. <laughs> That's a bad day. That is our guest today. Uh, Chad Hymas is going to be joining us on the phone, and Chad is going to teach us... How do you go from an accident that takes your ability to walk, your ability to use your hands, your ability and your identity as as who you are, and how you take such tragedy and turn it into a life where he is thriving, where he is changing other people's lives, a life where he is truly making a difference in so many people's um, 
in so many people's lives. I every time I go out and speak and I talk to people, literally I'll I'll have somebody almost at every speech ask me if I know Chad Hymas. And so today is the day we are going to get to know Chad Hymas, and I want all of you to know his story. He really knows his stuff, and maybe more importantly, he's going to be able to tell us how we make these changes and really what matters. Once our body is kind of uh, gone and, and we're struggling, Chad's, I think, going to tell us what really is the source of our energy and what is the source of our purpose. And I'm going to bet he's going to say it probably has something to do with the inside of us more than the outside of us. So turning lemons into lemonade. Chad Hymas is going to be joining us after this break. And uh, what I'd love you to do is be thinking about people in your life that might need to know this message and hear it. Uh, If you have uh, any questions or ideas for us, you can give us a call during the show, 801-422-0143, and we can get you on the phone to talk to Chad and ask Chad some questions. The number again is 801-422-0143. You can also Facebook us at matttownsend.com. And we'll give those questions to Chad as well. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. With so much information flying at you every day, how do you know what stories are talkworthy? Join Kim Stilson and her guests to help you keep up on the world around you. Tune in for Talkworthy Monday and Friday at 4 Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The hostage crisis at an Algerian gas plant has ended, according to a state-run news agency. At least 13 of the 41 hostages were killed during a military assault meant to free them. Western nations with citizens involved in the crisis were not informed of the rescue attempt before it began. Over 100 more activists, including women and children, were killed today by regime-friendly forces in an impoverished section of the Syrian city Homs, according to a monitoring group. Here in the U.S., the gun control debate continues to gain more support on both sides. Today, Defense Secretary Leon Panetta told a group of soldiers that average citizens have no need for assault-type weapons, also commenting that it is unfortunate that the previous ban expired. An online Reuters poll released today shows that nearly three-quarters of Americans support the president's new push for tighter gun control measures, which include a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. The city of Aurora, Colorado, asked a judge to lift the gag order on the shooting rampage case which took place in the city last summer. City officials want emergency workers who were at the scene to be able to share their reactions to the tragedy. 47 million people are utilizing the food stamp program in the U.S., but a new report is warning that due to what is made available through the benefit, most of these people are not getting a balanced diet. The FAA has decided to ground all Boeing 787 Dreamliner aircraft in the U.S. until the company can demonstrate that a potential battery problem that caused a Japanese-owned aircraft to catch fire has been corrected. 
Lance Armstrong has already been stripped of his Tour de France titles, and now the Olympic Committee has announced they are revoking his bronze medal from the 2000 Athens-Greece Games as well, following his admission to doping charges. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Matt Townsend, your coach uh, for life is our goal, and to give you the tools to hopefully help you have a smarter life so you don't just have to keep, you know, wearing yourself down in the one you've got. Well, that's one of the goals of, of the show is learning, and we're, we are right now trying to get our guest, Chad Hymas, on the show. We um, had a little phone number issue, so we're going to find his number, but while we're waiting... Um, in fact, I had one of our Facebook friends uh, just basically bring up the fact, her name's Joe Lynn, said, I just saw Chad speak at the Tooele Realtors Christmas lunch. He is inspiring. So we're waiting for him where he can inspire us all. Now, before we um, go too much farther, let me just make sure, is Chad ready for us? Okay. Um, here's one of the things I want to get out of today's show. So if you have questions for Chad... If you have a question about life, you know, some trial you're trying to deal with, you know, I bet he's got some pretty good advice for you. You can give us a call, 801-422-0143, and uh, we'll have you on the phone with Chad. We also are going to be taking Facebook questions. If you want to go to Matt Townsend on Facebook, M-A-T-T-T-O-W-N-S-E-N-D, find me. I'll be your friend. And then you can ask any question you want. And that'll be even easier because I'll be able to censor them if they're bad. So we're going to go now to Chad Hymas. Chad, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. Good afternoon. Good to have you on the show. Now, Chad, I kind of want you to tell your story. I think you, uh, I'm sure, I know you will be able to tell it much better than any of us can. Uh, But you... I know you're out there inspiring the world, speaking all over the country. Um, in fact, where are you today, Chad? Hey, I'm at the, I'm I'm at the best place I could possibly be. I'll just let you guess where that. I'm going to say home. It feels good. Oh, that is such a good feeling. Seriously, I got home yesterday. Made uh, and I, can I just share a quick yeah, note? Please. That? Yeah. It made it in time. I've got a freshman son, uh, 14 years old. And uh, last night he started in his first varsity game, and oh. I just say, as a father, I mean, I know it's worldly, but I'm uh, no, I got a lot cool. of pride. I never, I never played varsity as a freshman. Well, yeah. just, it was, it was cool stuff. I mean, what was, high school I, it again? Awesome. Is, is it Tooele, Stansbury? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we didn't win the game, but the kids played with a lot of heart and a That's lot it. of pride, and it was just fun to be on the court. Uh, I never do sit up in the bleachers with the fans because when you all stand up, I can't <laughs> see squat. So I get to sit right at baseline. Oh, the advantage is. And just watch a game and try and keep my mouth quiet so the rest don't hear a whole lot about what I say. <laughs> yeah. It, it works out pretty good. They're like, Chad's got a bad mouth when we stand up in front of him. <laughs> Where's that guy's striped shirt at? That's right. Hey, hey, Chad, okay, so fill us in on um, your life and your story, because honestly, uh, we we were just talking earlier about all these things that people say, you know, worst day ever on their on their uh, on their Twitter feeds and things. And it's just silly stuff. Like I spilled my lunch in front of everyone at the cafeteria. What what does the worst day ever sound like to Chad Hymas? 
Well, probably not what you're wanting me to share, um, because I really don't consider what happened to me the worst day. I've had several worst days since, since? several before, but I think perhaps, Matt, what you're alluding to is the fact that um, on a certain day of my life, I did make a choice which rendered me a quadriplegic, um, which means I have uh, no use of my, of my legs, no use of the midsection, um, lost all of my stomach muscles, two out of my three chest muscles, most of the strength and use of my arms, and I lost the complete use of my fingers and my hands. Mm. And so that's where my new life was to begin. Um, and that took place 12 years ago, come this April the 3rd. So we're approaching 12 years, and I'm 39 years of age. And so I was 27 when this took place, married to the girl that I met in high school. Mm. Uh, her name is Shondell. And at that point in our lives, we had shared two little boys together. Uh, the freshman that I was just talking about was three at the time, and our youngest son... Uh, was just uh, turning the age of one. And so I think that's probably the day that you're alluding yeah, to. Yeah, but, but you're not calling that your worst day. Oh, man, I still, you know, people um, people ask, w- w- when do you finally get through it? And when do you finally get... And I think that every day presents itself a new challenge and a new opportunity. And I, I look at the days that I had prior to my accident, where I had the use of my legs, where I could... Uh, walk down the street of Salt Lake City and hold Chandel's hand or actually stand up and maybe even open up a door, which is something I did probably the first for the first month after we were married. You know, all the little mm-hmm. things that we take and took for granted. And I and I my bad days today, Matt, are no worse than they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was definitely a life altering day, life changing day, and I did not have this kind of an attitude or perspective um, the whole way through it. I we you know, we, if we're gonna be having this interview today, we need to talk honestly, yeah. honestly and candidly. Um, but, but definitely not my worst day. Um, is, it, is it your capacity, Chad? Did your, I mean, like, you're, you're just, this is your life, and you're even saying it's the same as everyone else's life. It's just different, the same. But is, is it your capacity to handle it has improved? I mean, what's, you just said something very key. It's your life. Many people right now are living a life, and... and, and some people are going through circumstances by choices they've made. Others are going through circumstances due to choices others have made. Mm-hmm. We can just talk about Connecticut if we want. Yeah. And something that's very inspiring about the topic of capacity is what value do you render the capacity of your circumstance? Let me just give you an example. Um, let's just let's place a value on it so I, so I can make sense here. Right. When people look at their challenges and they put a high value on it, like the loss of a life, there's one right there. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, I just told you about my son. I have never lost a child. I'd rather be paralyzed, Matt, to be yeah. honest with yeah. you. I, I, and there are people on this call that now we're starting to touch some, um, some sensitive areas because now we can relate. Right? right. There are people on this call that have gone through divorce. That mm-hmm. hasn't happened to me. I'd rather break my neck. Um, yeah. I mean, and there are people that have gone through some serious, serious challenges that are listening on, on this call. And all I'm asking these folks to do is to do what was taught to me um, my whole life, but I didn't apply it until after I broke my neck. And that is apply the value to the challenge or the loss that it deserves to make you become as productive as you can possibly be. Well, that but, is a great thought. No, the problem is people look at their challenges or what's not going right in their life, whatever that is for them. Mm -hmm. They place the value of 100 on it, and they're miserable tomorrow on Friday, 
Saturday, Sunday, and for the next 360-plus days of 2013. And they wonder why it doesn't go away. And it's because they don't change the value. Let's, and if we can, real quick, let's look at, let's look at Connecticut for a second. Yeah. Let's, let's take a hard look at that. We lost 26 people in the elementary school, and we lost a mother of a son who was taken by her own son. Right. I think the most amazing thing that I saw from that was the parents of the little girl who was buried in Ogden. Right, yeah. And those parents and what they did, and they didn't want cameras around because they didn't want public attention, but you know how camera people right, are. Right, they've got to be I know, they've got to be there. You've been calling me forever. So <laughs> these media people, they just track you they down. They will not leave and, you alone. That's right. And, and it was amazing to see what we got to see from Emily's parents. Emily took a bullet, right, and yeah. lost life, and her parents did not place 100 on Emily. They placed one on her. Not out of disrespect. Right, no. But they gave her number one. And with the other 99, they forgave. We saw that. Yep. The whole world saw that. They forgave with tears, with open arms for the, uh, how, what's the right word? I, I'm just going to say the, the killer's family. Yeah. The father and the brother of the, the man that walked in with the gun. Yeah. And, and, and from that, it got attention from the White House and inspired the president of our country. And we're not here to talk about politics. No, I but think it, it's neat when a president of a country can be inspired by the small acts of, right. of us that live in the country. I mean... Yeah, that seems like a, a novel idea, doesn't don't it? Don't you think? I mean, it's easier to gather the one when the 90 and 9 are securely together. That's and right. Parents gathered us all together, and, you know, what a way to exemplify oh, leadership yeah. without being called out leaders themselves. And I just think that... We all had that same role and capacity. You, you, you mentioned capacity. Yeah. We all had that same ability to do that with our, with our challenges. So you're saying um, what you've, one thing you've learned is you don't place the value of, and your energy and your focus and your attention on what you can no longer fix or control or take care of, I guess, but place all the value and the energy and attention on how now to recover and get healthy from what's happened. I think you said it better than me. If I were to focus on everything that I've lost, I can tell you that I wouldn't be on this call right now. I wouldn't be sitting by a nice heater. I wouldn't be in an office looking at some marvelous pictures and a library of books. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be um, with my family. No. Um, it's because of what I. And that's what my dad said to me in the hospital. He said, "Are you going to focus what you still have on what you still got?" And I didn't know what he was talking about. We can get into detail if you want in a little bit. Yeah. But once I started to do that, more came to me in the process. So worst day of my life, falling out of my wheelchair. I remember having that happen one time. Another <laughs> worst day of my life, I actually wet my pants in the middle of a speaking engagement and tried to hide it from the group. That was a very bad day. That's a bad day. And you don't even, you're not even afraid to speak. No, There's no. some that would the wet their pants just because they're and, um, afraid to speak. Falling out of the, my chair in the middle of Santiago, Chile, and it, was a, uh, and it was a dirt road, and I couldn't speak their language, and yet all these people came up to help me, and I didn't know how to tell them to help me, and they just picked me up. And oh. Worst day of my life. Worst day of my life, missing a flight and having to stay over in an airport. There are so yeah. many worst days. Yeah. So I just think that I we... love that. We got to put the value on it that that it deserves. Yeah, and and then and and then use your energy and your your force and your faith and all of your other things to to focus on on really, I guess, the thing that you still have control over. Yeah, even if that's even hey, even if that's not very much. Right. Yeah, you start more, with a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. Even if you got just so I lost ninety percent of my body, 
But when I focus on my shoulders, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I got my shoulders back. I got my wrists back, even though I can't feel that. I, um, I sustained no brain damage when I, when I was struck in the head that night, uh, and, you know, to break yeah. my neck. Um, That's no amazing. No damage at all. Of course, my wife has argued that with many people <laughs> since I've been home from the hospital. You, know, you had brain damage before the accident. Yeah, it was long, long before that ever happened. And so, <laughs> but when I focus on those little things, more comes to me in the process, and today, here's the miraculous part, I mean, and I'm not saying this to be boastful or gleeful, right. I get to travel the world by myself, but not because Chad Hymas is some great world traveler. Every time I wheel into that airport, whatever airport it is, somebody else is, and I don't even know their names half the time, they're helping me. Hmm. Somebody's going to grab my bags. Tomorrow when I fly out, two pilots are going to carry me on that Delta flight. I don't even know who they are yet, and I will say this. It's against Delta policy for pilots to carry you on the plane. Here's my philosophy. You always do what is right, regardless of the consequence to you or anybody else, and you go with your gut or your feeling. That you is go with so the impression good. that you're given. And so I'm not trying to get pilots fired. <laughs> I have pilots that help me and pilots that don't. I will never argue with them. But I just love it when pilots say, whatever you need, we got you covered. And I know that they're not supposed to do it. The air serve or the prospect people that are trained in the airport are supposed to do it, but they're not always available and around. Mm-hmm. And so either sit there and wait and can miss a flight, or a pilot's going to say, you know what, what do you need, man? We got you covered. Or a pilot's going to say, you know what, my back's hurt. I can't, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You, you never want to deal with people's health issues. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Or a pilot might say, you know what, it's against policy and procedure. I just wonder what happens to that policy and procedure, Matt, when the plane lands in the ocean. Exactly. So are we a proactive people? Are we reactive people? Are we going to rescue people in advance by helping people? Or are we going to just respond when the pager goes off and they ask people to help us? Or when people ask us to help? I, I'm t- I don't want to keep blabbing here, but I, just, I have so many thoughts. No, on, I love it. I, I, just, we tra- we, we, I was taught when I was a kid, don't wait for mom to ask you if you like dinner. Go up to her and tell her you love the meatballs and spaghetti, even if you didn't quite like the meatballs. It makes for good relationship in the house. That's great advice. We're, we're taught to do that in advance, right? Don't wait for her to ask. And I just think we need to be a proactive and a rescuer-type people rather than a responsive and yeah. a reactive type Seems people. like we're waiting, huh? We're kind of waiting for the world to meet our needs, or we're waiting for the world to get easier for us. Waiting for a bailout. Yeah. Waiting for check to come from D.C., waiting for what Gandhi, you know, be the change that you wish to see. Yeah. My dad said, are you just going to sit there? And I, I'll tell you what, man, I got so upset when he said that to me. Yeah, Dad, you don't understand. Exactly. I mean, you know, and I said words that I'm not supposed to say on <laughs> Do not say them on BYU Radio. radio. I'm not don't supposed say to say them. those words. I know, and I no, Mike Schlappy said them, by the way, but you're not allowed to say them. Yeah, not allowed to say them. <laughs> my dad turned away, and he went, and he, and he just walked away from me. And it wasn't because he was trying to be rude. Yeah. Much leadership has done in pure silence. And he saw a son that wasn't willing to be teachable. Once I became teachable and submissive, he came back to the room and began to talk to me like he did when I was three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. That's amazing. So cool. We're talking with Chad Hymas. Uh, who isn't uh, bound by anything that's happened to him. He's bound by who he is and what he wants to become. He's a speaker, and he's teaching us how to overcome our trials. Uh, We're going to take a break and come right back to the Matt Townsend Show with more lessons from Chad Hymas on how to uh, take your life back. 
You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Driving bumper to bumper isn't new. Doing it at highway speed is. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Researchers at the University of Minnesota recently published a study that shows a new way for cars to detect likely collisions before they happen, using magnetic fields. Even cars made mostly from plastic and composite materials have a magnetic field, which can be detected with a very inexpensive sensor called an AMR. Cars have been equipped with proximity sensors before, based on radar or sonar, cameras, even lasers. But besides being expensive on the order of $1,000 per unit, those sensors sometimes have trouble detecting obstacles at less than one meter away. Using a pair of $10 AMR sensors, the Minnesota team could precisely sense the distance between moving cars. The developers envision using AMR sensors to give cars the ability to sense imminent collisions and trigger systems to tighten seatbelts, lock doors, and deploy airbags just before a crash. The sensors could also make it easier than ever to park your car in a tight space, as well as enable future self-driving cars to travel at highway speeds, literally bumper to bumper, in perfect safety. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Parenting can be a tricky business, and we all know families don't come with a handbook. That's why we can learn from world-traveling family coaches, the Ayers. Join the Ayers on the Road for family, parenting, and general life advice. Monday and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. A little Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. Uh, we're talking with Chad Hymas, who's a speaker and uh, and expert in living life and even living some of the hard things. But um, what I love about Chad is, in fact, Chad, you want to you want to hear a weird, crazy twist in life? Hear it. You just got back from speaking to a high school, Alta High School, I hear. I, you know, it's been a month. Probably been a month, maybe a little, a little bit longer than that, but you're right. Home of the Hawks. Home of the Hawks. and Largest high school mistake. That's it. And my son was there and heard your speech. And he really? thought you were amazing. How he? This is his word. He texted me. He's listening to the show right now. He says, uh, this is what he says. Let's throw a shout out to him. I don't know. Shout out name? to Tanner Townsend and Britton Townsend, who are about to go to the orthodontist. <laughs> so, Tanner, Britton, thanks for listening and thanks for being at the assembly. Are they going to be going to the new school next year? They are. Yeah. Are they going to be going to the new one? Good deal. That was a great, that was the largest assembly that we have done in the state of Utah. We did 28 of them this last year, oh, 28 high heavens. schools. And, um, you know, Alta is the biggest. They're being split in half next year. So yeah. It was, 
that was a fun group. He loved you, and he said, um, he said, what he loved most is how you're not phased by the fact that you have you're confined to your wheelchair, and he loves your positive outlook. He. Um, and honestly, just that little idea in his head, he's a believer, too, just like you, that you can literally do anything you want to do. Oh, that's great. Uh, what, a, what a gift to have at a young age. I mean, I, I don't know that I had that gift when I was in high school. Yeah. But I think that's great. Well, and now let me, let me understand something here, because um, I, I think you can do everything you want to do in life. I mean, I mean you got to be realistic, except... Who on earth would ever want to do a world record wheelchair marathon for 500 miles from Salt Lake City? I can't answer that either. That um, that was definitely not, (laughs) you know, that's not an accomplishment, nor is it an accolade. What were you thinking? There's a little bit of reason behind the madness, I think. Yeah. Um, Long story short, this might even be a medium-sized version of that. You know, three months before I, I, I became a quadriplegic, my father was in Dallas, Texas, at his annual insurance convention. And the keynote speaker for that event was a gentleman by the name of Art Berg. Uh-huh. Oh, Art. I know Art. You know Art? Yeah. Well, I didn't know who Art was. <laughs> I mean, I was a landscaper and a, a rancher. That was my dream. My dream's always been to live on a farm and a ranch and to, and to, and to work construction. I like working with my hands, Matt. And so, uh. long story short, my dad thought the speech that Art gave was cool. He was impressed by it, thought it was amazing that this guy lived in Alpine, Utah, where my dad was from. Right. My dad's in Dallas, like, listen to this guy, and never had heard of him before, and found out that they, you know, had the same face background. And my dad bought his tape. It wasn't a DVD. It was a VHS tape, you know, mm-hmm. 12 years ago. And my dad tried to get me and my, my siblings to his home mm-hmm. to watch that puppy for a family night. Really? So, yeah, and including our spouses and our kids, just to watch this DVD of some guy in a wheelchair talking. Did you we see? Never made it happen. Was this? We oh, never, he, he, it never it happened happen. before your accident. That's correct. Three oh. months. December. I was. I was. I, I became paralyzed in April. April third. This. This was right at the end of December. Right. Right before Christmas. And so that never never happened. Hmm. I became paralyzed. Dad brings the VHS tape to the hospital. I watch it. I don't remember one word Art said in that tape. But I remember seeing his hands and how they looked like mine. I remember seeing the way he contorted his body, which was what I was going through at that time. Yeah. And then he added some things in that tape. He, he was happily married, had two adopted children, had pushed his chair from Salt Lake to St. George. So you asked about that marathon. Yeah. And I alluded into that. He had pushed his chair and set a world record. I remember him saying that. And, and he was just happy, and he was a speaker. My dad called up his office for more materials. Because the one tape wasn't enough for me. Right. Art delivered them to the hospital, LDS Hospital in Salt Lake, unannounced and uninvited, oh right to my, my hospital room. And, um, you know, what he did for me in that room with my parents there is just unforgettable. He didn't say much at the beginning. Didn't yeah. really tell me his name. He just, um, I'll just say this on the radio. He, he, he lifted himself onto the hospital bed there, hmm. and he took off his jeans, not to be, yeah. you know, not, not degradingly, not, not disrespectful, not to be a pervert, none of that. He's just showing me that it could be done with his teeth and with his wrist. It was wow. unreal to watch. Wow. He did the same thing with his shirt, so all you could see were his undergarments. Yeah. And then he put them back on again, and he gave me his, the, the materials, signed his book, and he left. And I followed Art for the next nine months, my friend, and, and we lost Art yeah. nine months later. He had an allergic reaction to medication and passed away on February 
19th, 2002. It's been wow. 10 years. And, uh, well, it's been 11 years. Coming up next, it's been 11 years. And after Art passed away, that was one of the worst days of my life. Right? There we were you go. Worst, that was one of the worst days of my life when I got that phone call. How, how long had you, how long since your accident? One, Nine months. Oh, my heavens. I was hurt in April. Yeah. Art, Art lost his life. And your icon's February, gone. So roughly nine, ten months. Mm-hmm. And I've been following him. I went out here to the ranch and started wheeling my chair on the asphalt road, and that's when it came to me. I wonder if I could beat Art's record. <laughs> and that took me to the training of the next 18 months. That was the motivation behind pushing my chair from Salt Lake to the Mirage in Vegas. Took 11 days to get there. Did it A lot really? of lessons that we could talk about from that race. But well, that's- it's all downhill, right? Yeah, it's all you know, both both ways uphill. Both we're we're ways, up in the snow. mountains, and that's down in the desert. So, hello. Yeah, but no, that's that's that's, that's, the, that's the reason behind the madness and what art did for me. Just absolutely unbelievable. And and, now, well, and your dad, I mean, your yeah, dad. Oh, it's no kind doubt. of a tender well, mercy, did, right? So here's here's a man. So you already know how I feel about my son. Yeah. both my sons. To be honest with you, can you imagine having Tanner yeah, break his no, neck, no. not being able to move a limb? No. As a father, can you imagine watching that in the hospital? As no. a, I mean, you'd take his place. Yep. I, and so would I. I, I, just, I and, and my dad was able to compose himself to not leave the room, to not, not show up. You know, he, he composed himself such that when I was ready, he was going to be there to teach. Yeah. Right? And, and, and I think there's a lesson there for, for, for each one of us, no matter how spirit you are on the phone call. Um, and, and we're not here to talk about necessarily faith or what denomination you belong to. Right. That, I don't even think, Matt, God's going to ask that. No. I think God's going to say, what were the worst days of your life? Yeah. He and wants what you. What did you do with those worst days? Yeah. He's not going to say, you know, what did you do with that trophy? Congratulations on first place. What did you do with being the student body president? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to go to go there. I do think he's going to say, "Let you know, can I see your hands? Mm-hmm. And I think that God is looking for the dirtiest hands he can find. And for whatever our hands lack in dirt, serving other people, he'll make up for in blood. I, I really believe that's that. That's great. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's my theory or my philosophy on that. Well, and what's amazing, too, is how a father um, it kind of receives this intuition that Art Berg's going to be the guy, does everything he can to get you over there before even knowing why. He follows right. some of that prompting. I mean, that's kind of how God was probably even priming your father unknowingly. You know, as we look back in life, isn't it amazing how all the pieces of the puzzle begin to fit together and intertwine yeah. as if they were never a puzzle, there never was a puzzle in the beginning. Well, and there what if Art Berg hadn't been the Utah guy that had the ranch and everything else you wanted? I mean, what if he had just been some other person from another world that didn't relate to you. It wouldn't have played. But this happened to be the guy in your backyard. And I can't tell you how, I mean, when I go out and speak, all I hear is, do you know Chad Hymas? Oh, yeah, I know Chad. And um, what's the other one? And did you know Art Berg? Because Chad and Art, I mean, it's, you're a, it's, you've been handed the torch. And I mean, everyone, there's a lot of them and there's a lot of torches to be handed and you're out there handing them to kids in high school right now. I enjoy the high school. I enjoy the corporate market. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy people in general. I love going to a church that, uh, not even a church that I go to um, in a different state. Yeah, just sharing your feelings with other people. Absolutely, of faith. Let's take a break, Chad. We're talking with Chad Hymas, who's teaching us about life and the lessons of life. 
that uh, you are not your tragedy. You have a unique gift to give in this world. He's teaching us how to uncover ours. We're going to take a break. Come back to the Matt Townsend Show. If you have a question for Chad, give us a call, 801-422-0143. Or if you want to just ask us a question on our Facebook page at Matt Townsend on Facebook, uh, we'll get that question to him as well. We'll be back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM, HD2 Provo. Are there some global issues you wish you could know more about or could get an inside perspective on? Notes from the Kennedy Center presents lectures and seminars from international diplomats and scholars discussing issues and events from all over the world. Become a more informed global citizen and tune into Notes from the Kennedy Center weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The hostage crisis at an Algerian gas plant has ended, according to a state-run news agency. At least 13 of the 41 hostages were killed during a military assault meant to free them. The militants wanted French forces to stop intervening with the rebellion in Mali. According to a monitoring group, the regime-friendly forces in Syria have killed over 100 activists today, including some women and children, in the city of Homs. The civil war has cost Syria over 60,000 lives. In the U.S., Defense Secretary Leon Panetta led a group of soldiers in on his outlook on gun control today, saying he sees no reason why anyone but armed servicemen would need assault weapons. And the previous ban on the weapons should not have been allowed to expire. An online Reuters poll released today shows that nearly three-quarters of Americans support the president's new push for tighter gun control measures, which includes a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. City officials in Aurora, Colorado, are asking a judge to lift a gag order on the case trying James Holmes for the theater shooting, which took place last summer, so that first responders can share their reactions to the tragedy. 47 million people are utilizing the food stamp program in the U.S., but a new report is warning that due to what is made available through the benefit, most of these people are not getting a balanced diet. The FAA has decided to ground all Boeing 787 Dreamliner aircraft in the U.S. until the company can demonstrate that a potential battery problem that caused a Japanese-owned craft to catch fire has been corrected. Lance Armstrong has already been stripped of his Tour de France titles, and now the Olympic Committee has announced they are revoking his bronze medal from the 2000 Athens-Greece Games as well, following his admission to doping charges. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. If I just believe it, there's nothing to it. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky I think about it every night and day Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking with Chad Hymas, who is a speaker, a motivator. More importantly than anything, I think, he's a human being and a father and a husband. And he knows what's important in his life. Uh, He's suffered 
um, an accident uh, early on um, a few years ago in his life and um, is a quadriplegic. He's now teaching us uh, how to deal with tragedy in our own lives. So, Chad, welcome back to the program. Thanks a lot, Matt. It's been a lot of fun today. Well, and I'm everybody in the studios just loving it they're listening and learning and um i i'm also hearing it on facebook i'm hearing there was a a woman that's named elve elvera you may not remember her name but she remembers you she grew up with you her best friend was one of your neighbors she wrote this on my facebook page we used to play basketball with chad and his brother brian all the time what an inspiration he has become can't wait to hear him well that's very very nice good deal now apparently you weren't an inspiration when you were young playing basketball Back in the day, I could play the game. My kids don't believe it, but I could play. I don't care what that, I could play the game. You could rock their world. Hey, um, here's a question from another one of our Facebookers that asks, uh, Chad, how did you decide and how do you decide what your next step was, you know, or what your purpose should be after the accident? Is that just the Art Berg thing? You just, you just kind of felt called to go that way? I think that's a portion of it. I think a lot of it has to do with meditation. A lot of it has to do with um, gut instinct, gut feeling. I would have never, ever dreamed in a million years that I'd be traveling the world sharing a message. Yeah. That wasn't my goal in life. wasn't an aspiration. My dream was, my dream's always been to be a guide. Take people like you and hunt elk and mm. get paid for it. That's why I started the ranch. That's really? why I started raising elk. Yeah. That's my dream. I guess I didn't know what the definition of a guide was. Yeah, you're a different guide, but probably a better guide. Well, there's no elk involved. No. But, but that's or not, guns, you know, which might, would probably have be been problematic. And, I, and, and, and in a sense, and I think not even realistically, we're all that for yeah. somebody, even if we don't have children, nieces, nephews, right. parents, I've got parents. We're all a guide and an example um, to other people based on our own attitude, our own behaviors. People are influenced by that, mm-hmm. by our own actions. So, I mean, Art, really Berg, Art yeah. Berg wheels into your room. And just oh, doubt, and right? starts that, taking that, that, his that, pants that. off to show you. That's amazing. I mean, the the lack of ego there, the lack of just knowing what you needed, just knowing that you needed to see a realistic side of somebody that's that's in a wheelchair that they can do it. They can do anything. That's powerful. Right. Tell me about Haiti. What do you want to know about Haiti? Haiti. I guess um, you know. I've never been to Haiti uh, as of a year ago. Um, every Christmas, Shondell announces to the family, uh, as part of her gift to the kids and to, to myself, what we're going to do for spring break. And I have to tell you, Matt, my favorite announcement has been the Orlando uh, World Center Marriott. I love going to Orlando. I like the heat. I like the, the Marriott there, um, the World Center Marriott, because the pools are accessible for my wheelchair. I just like hanging out there. That's cool. Um, like the restaurants. It, it's a real fun place. Been there a couple times. Last year, Shondell um, told the family that we were going to Haiti. And so like, after... Is, is there a Marriott there? I went, and I went and Googled Haiti. That has, that's one country that I had never been to. <laughs> and went and Googled it, and I found out some very, very important facts about Haiti. I found out, uh, number one, there are no Marriott hotels in Port-au-Prince. <laughs> That's the first thing that yeah. I looked for. I didn't see any Marriott's there. Right. There, so I went to, I, I just worked my way, Matt, down the line. Uh, Hilton was next. Found no Hilton's nope. in Haiti. And then I went to uh, um, Super 8. Didn't find any Super 8's. And I'm not knocking Super 8. I'm no. just saying I'm working my way. There's probably and, not a lot of wheelchair accessible anything there. That's 
Right. And, uh, you know, lastly, with Motel 6, they don't even leave the light on for you in Haiti. There's no, no Motel 6s in Haiti at all. There are no lights in the hotel. No, in the no, motel. Not, not very many lights. And so I just took that information to Shondell, and I said, hey, there's, there's not very much asphalt in Haiti. <laughs> uh, that's very important to my lifestyle. The amusement Shondell, parks aren't about, there. You know, my body temperature, the heat, it's going to be hot there in spring uh. break. What about my body as it pertains to food? I know I, I, I'm on a certain diet. I got to watch that because I'm not hooked up to a colostomy bag or a catheter. Yeah. And Shondell said, "This is key too, Matt." She said, "What do you notice about all those sentences?" Oh, interesting. Me, me, me. That's right. And focused on things I don't have control over. I can't control the heat. I can't control what the Haitian people eat. I can't control the fact that they don't have asphalt. Yeah. Shondell said, "Maybe that trip's not about you anyway." And if you're married and you want to say that way. <laughs> And you don't say anything back to your wife. So long story short, we go to Haiti and uh, spend 10 days there. And uh, probably the most piercing part for Haiti for me was seeing my girl go up and, and uh, you know, we haven't talked about my daughter. She's adopted. She's from Guatemala. Very dark skin. Her name oh, is neat. Gracie. Um, beautiful young girl. Yeah. She goes up and she grabs the hand of another girl. And they don't even speak the same language. And they head down to the ocean and start throwing rocks in the water. <laughs> I sit there for an hour in awe because they can't even talk. Right. They're not talking. They don't need to, do they? They don't need to. And I just thought to myself, there is so much positive that comes from listening and demonstrating. There's so much leadership that takes place in pure silence. Um, I think that being a father and a mother is demonstrated, not announced by some title. Yeah, totally. I think that... Being a son is demonstrated, not announced by some title. I think being the owner of a company is demonstrated by your by your actions, not not announced by some title or some. You know, I just think that some of the greatest leaders that we have ever had in this world were not born into royalty or born with a lot of money. Right. I.e., Mother Teresa would uh, be one. Yeah. How much money did she have? And all she did was connect people that didn't have food with people that had it. She connected people that didn't have blankets with those that did. That's what Mother Teresa did, and that's why she was recognized so widely for her gifts to people. And today she's still known as one of the top 50 leaders of the world. Isn't that amazing? And had nothing except herself to give, gave that's herself it. fully, and changed the world. How dirty do you think those hands are? Oh, uh, yeah. And just think about it. How dirty, when you see Mother Teresa and look at her face, look at the wrinkles. Look, yeah, look, the sun, at, yeah. Yeah, and... and you know, uh, in, an, in an elderly woman's hands, you, you, how they, they, they're wrinkled and they've they worked so hard their whole life. I just picture Mother Teresa having the dirtiest hands, you know, exactly what God's looking for. I love that. And it really is, it's neat, too, to just see how your wife, uh, Shondell, can, um, how, how quickly she just can help. And this is, I guess, the lesson to all of us, how quickly we can help somebody that's into, into the, the areas of their life where they don't have control or power and they're kind of obsessed with that idea, or when their arrows are too pointed inward instead of pointed outward, how quickly Shandell just turns you. Controversially, isn't that amazing that that's what wives do? It's amazing. And then on the other side, that's what we just do not like about it. Right. I'm so <laughs> sick of that. That's right. Especially when they're always right like that. Go away already. <laughs> so it's interesting. It sounds like much of your, much of your growth, your development, your change— um, came from your family and your, your wife. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's your home. Boys. I mean, they, they've never, you know, I think they were gifts given to me. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, what, what, what Christian has done for me, 
and what Kyler has done and what they continue to do for me, and even Gracie. You know, there's a little bit of envy there. Uh, you know, Gracie's our only girl, and she's adopted, and the boys, obviously, we had biologically. Uh-huh. We tell, you know, we tell the boys that they were gifts and that we had no choice but to take them because they were gifts from heaven, and, and, and we got them. Gracie, we <laughs> picked her, right? We yeah, got, you we searched picked, her out. So there's, that kind of that kind of solves any envy or any problems that, that exist between the kids on who's loved more or anything like that. It's powerful. Um, it really is powerful. The the healing power of family too, like dad and and your and everybody. Um, tell me some more of the things you've kind of learned. What are some of the things you've learned that um, that also apply, I guess, to life, to relationships, to being in your marriage? Let's go. Let's let's let's. let's can we just hit that topic for a second? Yeah. I didn't want to be. You wanted out. That, that, that goes back to some scriptorial references about pride. And I, I think that, uh, that my Creator knows that I have a bunch of it. I, I do know, and I feel it, even to this day. To, here we are 12 years post-accident, and I still know that I am consumed with it, uh, as much as I would not like to be. Uh, that, that having been said, I, I did not want to be married after I got hurt. And um, but one of the main reasons was that Shondell and I, we couldn't have any more children, and I felt like she... I used that as a crutch, an excuse. Yeah, you're out, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, so there, there's my out. Shondell, you go find somebody else, I'm fine. It's just, you know... And I said some pretty strong things. Strong enough that would make most leave in an instant. Huh. That's the kind... You know, that's, that's the point I'd like to maybe make right there, Matt, is that my background prior to the accident is pretty faith-based. I mean, I... I grew up knowing what was right and wrong. Yeah. I grew up studying about uh, re- reading scriptures. I, grew, I even went on a mission uh, to Bangkok, Thailand. Did you? Yeah. Two years there. And in my church, I um, served in several different capacities. So I was given some, some knowledge, some mm-hmm. experience maybe, some wisdom. And all of that means nothing at all. That's why I'm saying, again, that's why I don't think God's going to say, were you a pastor, were you a bishop, yeah. were you a state president, were you... Uh, you know, were you a cardinal in the Catholic Church? Were you, you know, well, yeah. none of that matters. I think that what what what, uh, what the deal is is Shondell came to me and she said, "You're going to put 100 on that. Hmm. You're going to put a big value on the fact that we can't have kids." And I said, "Yeah." And she said, "So that's our marriage, right? Right there. You, that's that's." So she started to teach me that that there was a lot more to it than. Than just and and I know that I knew that yeah you know I just I just it's easier it's easier when you go through stuff when you go through tragedy when you go through a challenge when you struggle with a teenager that's making bad choices uh, an aging parent when you have an argument with a family member how about a dispute with an ex-wife or an ex-husband it is so easy to get caught up in all that and I find myself even doing that today that we become not what our God wants us to become. Right. We become a very selfish and a prideful people. And I think a lot of us are going through that right now because of our economy, and so it's easy to focus on things that are going wrong when we should go back to the basics and the fundamentals of showing gratitude amidst adversity, um, looking at what we still have, giving more than we take. Um, go and find someone else to serve before you serve yourself. Chad, are you going to go to Haiti, or are you going to stay home? Yeah. My dad said, son, are you going to get up out of your wheelchair? Are you just going to sit there like everybody else does in this country? Are you just going to sit? 
And Matt, I think it's important to state that it's so easy to sit. Well, it's it's even and it's even politically or not not politically correct, but it's it's wholly accepted. I mean, you should. Your your life is hard, Chad. You should just sit. You deserve to deal with this and just sit. You're fine. You know, it's almost like we enable it. But what was cool is your dad came and called you out and your wife came and kind of called you out. And they did it with love. They weren't beating you down, but they loved you enough to lift you up. We're all called out sooner or later. I mean, I think we're all called, even if it's in the privacy of our own room. Yeah. Or the privacy of our own car as we're driving. Mm -hmm. I think we are all called out. Yeah. In one form or another. And... So even though, you know, people can see this, and I'm sharing this story on, on the radio today, I think every one of us, on, uh, we're, we're called out. And that's our time to, to either make a choice that will impact the, the lives of other people for the better or impact the lives of other people for the, for the worse. And we, we, we need to step up to the plate. And I did not do that, but I had somebody that came to the batter's box and stood up with me while I was there. Yeah, we so kind of, I chose I mean, to not stand up in the box, but yeah. somebody else came up and stood up there with me when I chose to just drop the bat. Oh, I love that. That, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is truly what happened. I, I, I would be lying on this radio if I were to say I stood up when my challenge came. I cannot truthfully answer that and, and do that with integrity. I did not. I walked, I walked away from the, from the home plate with only two pitches thrown, and you get three strikes. Yeah, you get three. And after two were thrown, I just, hey, you know what, I don't even want to try it. I've swung and missed twice. You know, enough humility already, I'm done. And somebody else walked me up there and said, all right, one more shot, and we are going to be with you, and we are asking you. Because you can't make make a horse drink, right? You can't make that happen. So I will say this. Sooner or later, folks, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror, and you've got to come to terms. And I will take the credit for that. I did, I did come to terms, and I did realize that my life wasn't about me. I had two little boys. Shondell is trying to, she's asking me to see that. And she's asking me to go back to the basics, and I do know what's right. Easier to choose the, choose the wrong, but, but, but I do know the right thing to do. And so we're all given that third strike, that third chance, and we have to choose that for ourselves. I, uh, I love that. I think there's only going to be someone up there to stand by our side just for so long, you know. Pretty soon we've got to stand up by ourselves. Even mm-hmm. Christ on the cross was left for the third strike. Right. So. See, it's a, it's a great metaphor. Um, in fact, I want to come back and we'll wrap up the show um, and, and have you just kind of summarize it. It's, but one thing I guess I'm hearing, too, is um, other people can play a big part in this. So if anyone's out there listening and you have family members and friends that are struggling through a trial or a tragedy, be there and, and, you know, stay at the home plate like Chad's talking about. It sounds like just be there and, um, and also listen to some of the promptings that, uh, that we've also heard that people are, you know, you can, you can know what people need. You know, your, your wife knew you needed Haiti and, uh, Talking to Chad Hymas. We're going to come back, wrap this show up, and let him teach us even more about overcoming trials in our life, how to make a life out of your tragedies, and not even out of the tragedies, but how to just find your life in life. It is worth living. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
There isn't a better way to listen to music than from a live concert. But let's be honest, no one can make it to a concert every night. So on Highway 89, we bring you music like you're actually there at the concert with front row seats. We aren't playing some doctored up recording and there are no do-overs. Instead, we bring raw music straight from our studio to you. Tune in weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern to Highway 89 on BYU Radio. Talk about good. With the Parents' Perspective on an action film now on home video, I'm Rod Gustafson. Liam Neeson is back as Brian Mills, who resorts to his military training after he and his former wife are taken, yet again, hostage in Istanbul. Their captor is the vengeful father of the kidnapper who Brian killed in the first Taken movie after the young man abducted the CIA agent's daughter, Kim. Now, Kim is attempting to pinpoint her parents' location and help them escape. I'll take one of those little cats. There's a parking garage. I want you to pull the pin out of the grenade. Count to three so I can hear it. One, two, three. Scenes of sensuality and numerous profanities make their way into this script. However, the biggest concern for parents will be the nonstop violence in this PG-13 rated film. Get all the details on Taken 2 at parentpreviews.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're trying to learn in our lives and figure out how to, you know, take the tough stuff and uh, not just dwell on it, how to turn the tough stuff into something for our benefit, for the world's benefit. We're talking with Chad Hymas, who um, was pronounced a quadriplegic, paralyzed from the chest down, had limited function to his arms and his hands, and has still uh, has turned um, that event... I think very uh, powerfully into this this place where he 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 found wings and he's he's learned to fly and he's motivating us. Uh, some of the keys he's talked about so far is just family, the importance of kind of a dad pushing on him, even family members being there, uh, ready to help him when he's ready to to take the stand. Chad, we have I don't know about seven minutes or so. What what else do we need to know? So the people out there just driving home, feeling the power of your story, um, what else do we need to know? Well, as you wrap this up, I, let me just thank you for your time today, Matt. You and, bet. Um, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure to visit with you for the last hour. And and for those of you listening, um, hope that we've uh, added some value to your day. But we're not the ones that decide that. Um, you do. I. Uh, and that's kind of where I want to wrap this yeah. up, if that's okay with you. Please, I, go right ahead. There's a line in the Bible, uh, Matt, that says, the banquet is laid, though nobody comes. And right. I think that everything that happens to us, we're listening to this show as we're driving home uh, on the radio station, or we're listening to it in our kitchens or in our front rooms, or wherever you might be sitting or driving, listening to this, or standing up. And I don't think that it's, or not. I don't think that things happen just because things happen. I also don't think that God plans it all out, and uh, although he knows in advance what, what, what our choices are going to be. But I do think we're given that agency, and, and sometimes we wonder why nobody comes or why things don't get better. And I think the answer is simple. We don't look for someone to serve more than ourselves first. We just lost a dear friend uh, 
who lives down your way, Stephen Covey. Yeah, I love him. Uh, yeah, lost him in July. Um, and what a phenomenal thought provoker for other people. And he demonstrated this through his entire life of 80 years. Yeah. You're not going to find dirtier hands than those. Right, exactly. Yeah, I just think what an incredible giver. And he taught this. When things aren't going your way, you need to look at the banquet of life and find other people's needs to serve more than your own and watch what happens to your needs. Yeah. They become fulfilled. And I just, that, 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 that phrase, the banquet is laid, though nobody comes. It's because we just sit there and wait for a bailout. And I, I want you to know that I never got any money from Washington, D.C. Um, but I got people that are helping me out left and right. I, I, I go where I want to go. I do what I want to do. I fly where I want to fly. I go to whatever continent I want to go to. But it's important to know that I don't ever do that by myself, even though the world sees me traveling by myself. Yeah. I've got other people always around me that are helping me out, and it's not sketched out. We don't know who's going to pick me up. That's the challenge for the day. <laughs> we don't know who's going to... I mean, Lizetta in my office lines up my ground transportation and does the hotels, and, but we don't know who's going to get Chad bags. We don't know the detailed stuff. Right. We don't know... You but know, you're confident in not knowing. You you, yeah, yeah. you almost just have confidence that right. it will be provided. The banquet is laid, and everybody comes when you put your faith and trust in that. And they show up. Yep. The, 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 the verse reads, the banquet is laid, but nobody comes. And I believe nobody comes because you don't put yourself... And when I talk about risk, that's what we're talking about right now. Right. I'm not saying to risk yourself physically and put yourself in a damaging or harmful situation. But in order for you to be the person you need to become, you're going to have to stand out sooner or later. You're going to have to stand up and do what's right, regardless. Of, you're going to be put in those circumstances. I tell my boys all the time, I am not going to be with you at school, but you will receive that picture on your phone from your buddies. Right. And what you choose to do with that will then result in the reward that you're given. And I'm asking you to make the right choice. Dad is sitting in a wheelchair perhaps because I made a bad choice. But if I were to focus on that bad choice, I would be miserable. Just because we make bad choices in life does not make us bad people. Right. So we've got to stand up to the plate, and we've got to swing at it again. So I'm asking you boys that when you're alone by yourself, don't push the wrong button like Dad did on the tractor. Otherwise, you might find yourself trapped. And my I know we only got a couple minutes yeah. left out of that. My entrapment didn't just affect me, even though I was by myself. So maybe there's a message right there, Matt. Even though people are by themselves in a room or not too many other people around, doesn't mean they're not hurting a lot of people. I mean, 27 people were killed in Connecticut. Right. Millions were hurt because of it. Millions of people. And yeah, so, yeah you're, you live in a system, and the system is affected by you, good and bad. Absolutely. And I, think, and I think we need to realize the magnitude of the system. I think that, that some of us just think that we have our families and our spouses and our kids, and I think that's absolutely false. I think that there are thousands of people that are watching us that we don't even know or realize. Oh, totally. and, and our lives are put in place for them and for their benefit. And I think if we were to all do that, our country would find itself in a much better place. 
and I'm not a prophet, and I'm not a president, and I'm not trying to be politically correct. I'm just saying that I think we need to go back to what our forefathers based this country on, back when they created the Constitution and gave us the freedoms that they did. They did so in humility and yeah. asking for the foundation, and it was given to them. And the principles were there, yeah. Right. The principles of a great country were there, and I think we're kind of slowly moving away from that, and I'd sure like to see us get back. I love it. Chad Hymas, you're awesome. Where can they find you, Chad, and get your books and your website? What's your website? On my website's just my name, Chad Hymas, C-H-A-D-H-Y-M as in Mark, A, S as in Sam. And I'm on, um, you know, I'm on the Facebook handle as well, yeah. just my name. So. You're amazing, and so appreciate your insight. Uh, really, no doubt, you're, you've, uh, I think you've inspired us all, put the spirit back inside of us, and um, just taught us too that you know we're not, we're not, we don't have to be our limitations. We don't have to be what we what we aren't. We can be what we are. I agree. Appreciate it, Chad. Thank you so much. Be safe as well, and uh, thank you, all the listeners out there. Appreciate you joining us on this program. Again, remember, the goal of this show is to give you the tools you need to deal with this crazy thing we call life. It's never clean. It's not always perfect. And uh, many times, though, the, the sun shines brightest after the storm, and I think Chad perfectly taught us that. You are a change agent in the world. Please go out and start becoming the change, as Gandhi and Chad reiterated. You are the change we need in the world. This is the Matt Townsend Show. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with more right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.